You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We are entering our second hour of programming here in your upper Midwest. I'm coming to you live from my office at Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck. We're coming up on four minutes past the hour, and Karen Selinski is here with me. Karen, good morning to you again. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks Thanks. for calling me last night to fill in for the... (laughs) Ill Father Hochalter, I'm happy to step up. Yes, and thank you. I'm glad I took your call. You can call me anytime. (laughs) And um, it's great to be back on the air with you. I was one of the original hosts for RPR, and we got a lot of great guys coming up. In fact, Father Hochalter was my uh, parochial vicar after ordination, and Mm -hmm. I I, I started having radio shows with him. And there are so many hosts, but it's great to be back with you. We've had so many great guests. We started with Bishop Kagan at the top of last hour. I just finished with Monsignor James Shea, and now I have Dr. Beverly Everett uh, by phone is my next guest. Uh, do, you, do you have us, uh, Dr. Everett? Are you there? I am here. Very awesome. good. It's great great to have you on Real Presence uh, Live uh, once again. And You're, you're uh, the uh, parish organist here at Corpus Christi, and you lead the Bismarck Mandan Symphony Orchestra, and uh, I've uh, worked with you closely in in the last uh, few years. I'm in my fourth year here at Corpus Christi, and um, but you mentioned in our last interview that that I heard uh, that that you converted to Catholicism, and Father Paul Becker was instrumental in your life. And I don't know if we can just kind of begin. We're, we're going to talk about some other things in the course of the next half hour. Can we go back there, uh, Beverly, and uh, let let our listeners know a little bit about your journey? Father Paul Becker was my, my predecessor here at, at Corpus Christi. Tell us a little bit about about how you were drawn to Catholicism. Sure. Well, thank you for having me, Monsignor, and uh, I apologize I'm not there in person. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's interesting. I find myself sometimes having to tell people, particularly my students at the University of Mary, that I'm a relatively new Catholic, even compared to, to some of them. And um, while the journey might seem different, it's actually not very unusual for an organist. And so I was raised in Texas. I was brought up in the Southern Baptist Church. I went to Baylor University for my music studies, and really through being an organist, had what I would call kind of an ecumenical experience. Um, But along with that, my formal music training, all the music history training we have for any music student starts with the Mass. Um, It starts with the Gregorian chant. And so all of that was really part of the fabric of me as a musician through all those years, as well as the use of the organ as a liturgical instrument. And so, in addition to myself, there are actually quite a few organ majors from Baylor who converted to Catholicism later in life. So, all that is to say that I think some of that journey has to do with, you know, God calling us as musicians and finding your way to that place in His calling where you're truly getting to use your gift um, for him in those worship settings. Um, I don't know that there's any place more beautiful to do that than within the Catholic liturgy. 
Isn't that something? And that's something that we as Catholics take for granted, I, I, I think, it is the effect of, of, of music in the life of the Church, historically in the life of the Church, and, and how um, many organists uh, find conversion to Catholicism to, to be received into the Catholic Church uh, in, in that way. Um, we're, we're in the season of, of Advent now, obviously, and uh, tell tell us how tell us how uh, in in your life and as you teach at the University of Mary, uh, how does liturgical music reflect different seasons? Or if you want to just speak specifically about how the how the season of Advent we're in right now? Yes, I think Christmas Advent season brings us some of our richest musical treasures and. When we can experience how these composers set to music, um, not only traditional, what we think of as Christmas carols or, or hymns, um, but also specific composers, and I'm thinking right now of, of George Frederick Handel, for example, who wrote the famous Messiah, which takes us through the entire um, birth and resurrection of Christ. But those texts are specifically based on Scripture, and I know if you were to look at my Messiah score, which is very tattered and torn at this point in my life, I have the Scriptures written that each one of those movements is based on. I think of composers such as a more, little bit more current composer, John Rutter, British composer, who did a setting of the Gloria, and it's one of the most magnificent pieces, I think, that you can experience during this season. Um, J.S. Bach wrote a Christmas oratorio that takes us through about eight days after Christ's birth through the Epiphany. Um, so, you know, major composers throughout time used this spirit of the season to create some of their greatest works that we're able to do. Uh, Dr. Beverly Everett is my guest here on Real Presence Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you live from my office at Corpus Christi, and we hope you're having a good start to your day in the Upper Midwest. Karen Selinski is here with me. We've we've been having a great show, and uh, I'm delighted to be visiting with Dr. Beverly Everett. Um, can we can we go back to um, your your um, uh, teaching, Beverly, and um, you, you teach organ, and you're, you're introducing uh, liturgical music, seasonal music, to, to your students. How, how is the future of organists? Um, it, do you see hope in, in people like you continue? And I know that, that, that you're having a youth symphony. I think this Sunday at 3 o'clock we can talk about that a little bit as well. What, 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 is, what is the future? What do you see in your students? Well, Alman Senior, if the future of music is based on what we see here in the Bismarck Mandan area, and especially at the University of Mary, the future is incredibly bright. And I don't say that lightly. It's it's really a, a beautiful thing to see music being continued in the way that it is, with not just the attention to the artistry, the you know, and the practical learning of instruments but also the heart and the spirit that these students put into it. Um, so as far as organ goes, you know, there are major organ departments around the country that are much smaller than they used to be, and many of them have been shut down 
entirely. For example, their uh, Northwestern University, Drake University, used to have some of the most thriving organ departments in the country, and they don't have anything anymore. Um, but at the University of Mary, that organ studio tends to be, uh, my personal studio tends to be very full. And then in addition to that, Dr. Rebecca Raber, who directs the uh, Capella Choir, the, the um, student ministry choir there, has usually anywhere from three to four or more organists in that choir um, who may or may not even be studying with me just because of their own schedule and, and things like of that nature. So it really is thriving in this area. Uh, the diocese has a program a scholarship program for, um, I believe for young people, it may even be of people of all ages who are interested in learning organ, you can get one of these scholarships and then um, that covers your fee for lessons for learning how to play. Um, I have everything from, you know, more advanced students. I just had a student give a recital last Sunday. And then I have students for whom this is their very first introduction to the instrument. Um, many of my students, if not all of them, go out into our own community, usually while they're still studying, and start serving as playing in these parishes. Um, I know I have several, either graduates, recent graduates, or current students who are doing that now, so that's a wonderful ministry that the university has in our community. Um, I just wanted to mention in terms of string players that our listeners might not be aware that in the Bismarck Public Schools alone, there are over 800 students in strings, in orchestra. Um, we had so many students audition for the youth symphonies this year through our program, through the Bismarck Mandan Symphony program, that we had to create a third orchestra. Um, we have a string ensemble at the University of Mary that has grown to the point that we were able to do a full orchestra piece as the grand finale at Christmas at Mary. And this coming semester that group will start rehearsing twice a week instead of just once. And that might not sound like a big deal to the listeners, but it's a really big deal to make mm -hmm. that change in the curriculum and elevate that ensemble that way. Um, that particular ensemble is also playing at the 1045 Mass at Corpus Christi on this coming Sunday. Mm. You are. You are coming in, and uh, I want to thank you for mentioning that and for being a part of that. Uh, I'm visiting with Dr. Beverly Everett. We're going to take a break. Erin, um, if we can, I think I'm a minute early. I want to hold her a little longer. We're going to talk about the upcoming um, youth orchestra concert. We're going to maybe a little bit what's going on here at Corpus Christi at 1045 on Sunday, as well as some anticipation in what Advent music brings us. I got a, I got a lot of different topics for Dr. Beverly Everett. We're going to be back in just one moment. Don't go anywhere. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Filippis of St. Luke Productions. The Deep Desire of the Magi Why did the Magi set off from afar to go to Bethlehem? The answer has to do with the mystery of the star which they saw in the east and which they recognized as the star of the King of the Jews, that is to say, the sign of the birth of the Messiah. 
So their journey was inspired by a powerful hope toward the kingship of God himself. The Magi set out because of a deep desire which prompted them to leave everything and begin a journey. This is the mystery of God's call, the mystery of vocation. It is part of the life of every Christian. When the Magi came to Bethlehem, going into the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Here at last was the long-awaited moment, their encounter with Jesus. Going into the house. This house, in some sense, represents the church. In order to find the Savior, one has to enter the house which is the church. They fell down and worshipped him, and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here is the culmination of the whole journey. Encounter becomes adoration. It blossoms into an act of faith and love, which acknowledges in Jesus, born of Mary, the Son of God made man. The secret of holiness is friendship with Christ and faithful obedience to his will. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, welcome back to Real Presence Live, and my name is Monsignor Schumacher. Uh, happy to be hosting you uh, uh, today. And um, this is a great season of Advent as we near Gaudete Sunday, and things are going to happen quickly here. It's already the 14th of the month, and uh, so we got about... Uh, 10, 11 days to go. Uh, not sure of the math, but I think I'm close. Um, uh, Dr. Beverly Everett is my is my guest. And, you know, Advent is a time of preparing our hearts for the coming of our Lord before we celebrate uh, the coming of our Lord into the world. And, uh, you know, just for example, you know, I have 500 kids in my faith formation programs here at Corpus Christi. And, and, and Father and I hear the confessions of them. About 350 of them go to confession. And, 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 and I tell them, you know, you know, there are many ways in our Catholic Church to prepare for the coming of our Lord in our, in our hearts before we celebrate, you know, Christmas. And you've got to, you know, kind of center them. And, and one way is, you know, going to Mass. One way is confession. Um, uh, Beverly, another way is music. H- how does, how does um, the, the Advent-themed music, um, how do composers create a, a sense of this, of this coming of Christ, this anticipation of Christ I- into, our, into our hearts? H- how is that particular to Advent music? There's probably different ways to answer that, but the first thing that comes to my mind is how some of our Advent music tends to be a little bit more almost introspective than some of the bigger Christmas music. Um, some of it tends to be, for instance, in a minor key. I think of, of um, liturgical music like Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence or O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And, and it might venture a little bit into a major tonality, but it, it stays a little bit more in that more meditative, somber, a little bit slower. Um, and I think it helps get us ready. You know, we do the same thing, and I, and I absolutely 
love in myself and my own spirituality to to never forget that you know we're we're in advent we're getting ready for christmas but lent is just around the corner in easter and it's really similar to that 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 having that slow literal slowdown of the tempos of of the key changes and things like that helps us look inwardly and get our hearts prepared for the coming of christ uh, can we move on to what's going to happen on, on Sunday? Uh, first, um, the, by the way, Dr. Beverly Everett is my guest here on Real Presence Live. As conductor of the Bismarck Mandan Symphony Orchestra, uh, Dr. Everett, you you uh, wear many hats. You also take care of Bemidji, and, and uh, I know how busy you are. What are the hats you wear is the youth orchestra. Uh, you, before break, you, you spoke with us about how, how bright our, our future is. Um, I think you indicated uh, 800 kids uh, um, uh, learning strings in the Bismarck Mandan area. Is that is that right? 800. 800 in the public school system. Yes. The, the, which I, I'm, it seems astounding. To, I mean, if you would ask me, uh, anyway, um, there's a free concert this Sunday for the youth orchestra. Tell us about this. Yes, so it's a free concert. It's Sunday afternoon at the Bell. It starts at 3 p.m. I feel like it'll only last about an hour. Um, and it features our three youth symphonies. So the youngest group is called Philharmonia, and that's uh, conducted by Dr. Maureen Murchie, who is our new concertmaster of the Bismarck Mandan Symphony. She's the new upper strings and lower strings teacher at the University of Mary, as well as the conductor at Bismarck High School, and she is phenomenal, and we are so blessed to have her in this community, and she works with that younger group, and so they will play a couple of pieces. It'll be kind of like this unfolding of, of adding people to the stage, so she, her group will play a couple of pieces, then the middle group, which is called Interlude, which is a little bit older kids, maybe roughly 6th through 8th grade-ish, a few more on either side of that age bracket. They'll, I conduct them, and they'll play a couple of pieces by themselves. Then they will combine with the older group, which is called the Youth Symphony. And the Youth Symphony includes winds, brass, and percussion as well. And um, they will play a couple of combined things. And then we have the Youth Symphony playing several numbers by themselves, including a Christmas carol sing-along. And then we end with a grand finale where all three groups will be on stage together. And I think that's just glorious to have those little bitty kids, you know, looking up mm -hmm. to the older kids as they're playing next to them. Um, so it's a fun concert. It's a great way to introduce children to the, the music. Um, it's in the afternoon. It's not long. It's free. Um, and I think it's just going to be a lot of fun. This is at the Bell Mayhews, correct? Correct. The Bell Mayhus in Bismarck, 3 p.m. Sunday. The Youth Orchestra, which is free. Um, and uh, let's move now to, you, you mentioned briefly, uh, you're going to have some youth uh, for our 1045 Mass here at Corpus Christi this Sunday. Can you tell us briefly about that? Yes, it's the String Ensemble from the University of Mary. Uh, we have about 19 students in that this semester, I think. I'm not sure that all of them are available to be there Sunday, but we should have a really nice-sized group, and, and they have prepared some music already this semester, so they'll be playing 
along with the liturgy as well as playing some special music for prelude and postlude. And uh, how is your Bemidji schedule? Uh, Bemidji is great. So we just had our uh, Christmas concert there last week. And uh, I should do, in case any of our listeners are know, uh, are in that area, so we had a little soloist, a fifth grade soloist who attends <coughs> St. Philip's School there in Bemidji, uh, Sylvie Buchholz, sang the solo for the Snowman film, and it was just absolutely dazzling. Um, it was just impeccable. Um, so a great uh, time we had over there. And then uh, with both orchestras, they have a little break, and then they uh, both have uh, movie concerts coming up. So for Bismarck in January and Bemidji in February. Dr. Beverly Everett is my guest, uh, the uh, conductor of the Bismarck Mandan Symphony Orchestra. She is the in-residence organist here at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, and uh, she'll have um, some of her students at our 1045 Mass on Sunday, 3 p.m. at the Bell Mayhus is a youth orchestra, uh, all of those are, are of course, uh, free. Uh, we talked about how bright the future is as well. And, Beverly, we're going to close here in, in, in a couple of moments. But first, um, there are perhaps parents who uh, always want the best for their children. And, and I, I think, um, you know, music is, uh, is such a... I, I was... Uh, I'm happy that I was moved into music, you know, that I'm a... I do play the trombone and you... Um, brought me out of retirement for uh, a piece with the orchestra on the steps of the Capitol back on the 4th of July. I remember that. We did a 76 trombone um, rendition without 76, but we, we did well. And, and anyway, if parents are listening or people are interested listening and, uh, or, or grandparents... Uh, are still in many ways taking on some leading some leading roles of the of the formation of children uh, how, how do you how do you move in how do you move you young people in into into music specifically um, per- pertaining to the symphony I, in strings or brass you know you can pick up as i did in in school but um strings how how do they how do they move their children into that we have wonderful resources for that in our community. Um, if you're in the, the public school system, the string education starts at the fourth grade level. Um, and so we have that for fourth and fifth grade at our elementary schools. Um, if you're in a private school setting, um, Light of Christ schools or homeschooled, et cetera, there are also wonderful organizations. There's what's called the Suzuki School, wonderful teachers in that. There's the Arioso Music Academy, wonderful teachers at that, that can help get your students started in the right way on those instruments. And then the way to get them interested, I think, is to just bring them, to expose them to to other kids playing, you know, not just the adult orchestra, but, but where they can actually see kind of close to their age up there having fun and playing an instrument. Uh, and a great opportunity for that is this Sunday afternoon in Bismarck, North Dakota at the Bell Mayhus. There will be a, a youth orchestra. Con- um, Beverly will be a part of that. Uh, she is a conductor of the Bismarck Mandan Symphony Orchestra. We spoke about the Philharmonia, other things going on. So bring, bring, your, bring your kids. Um, Sunday is going to be a, a, a nice day. 
and it is a free event like you said dr everett it's it's short it's it's timely um, bring your kids to see the youth uh, congratulations to all the youth as a part of that and i want to thank you for all that you do for the bismarck mandan community dr beverly everett any closing thoughts i just want to mention that also sunday afternoon we have a special guest soloist with the youth symphony and that is dr brian lydeen and Dr. Lydeen is the woodwind professor at the University of Mary, and he'll be playing the saxophone. So it's not just strings. You'll see you'll experience every gamut of instrument, from piano to trombones. We have two of those, saxophone and all of it. It's a great time of the year. I enjoyed bringing my mother and father and some friends to your your holiday concert rehearsal at the Bell Mayhus, and it's... Uh, always impressive and i think whenever i look at that stage it's just hard to believe that all of these talented people are local and you you bring out the you bring out the gifts in them so um so all the best to you dr everett i look forward to seeing you uh sunday uh, here at our 10:45 mass for sure where you'll have uh, students of the university of mary at the mass there and at the youth orchestra on sunday afternoon at three i want to thank you for coming into the show today and i wish you a blessed continued advent and thank you for sharing a part of your life journey with us and what advent music means and how we can see it locally thank you monsignor i'll see you sunday i'll see you sunday thank you very much dr beverly everett is a valued uh, participant in real presence radio and i want to thank her for all all that she does and um music is a vital part of our life especially during this time of the year as we come up on 20 minutes 29 minutes past the hour actually we've got another break ahead of us we're going to be we're going to be back we're going to we're going to discuss the advent novena happening at a local parish in bismarck the parish of saint anne's we're going to talk about that a little bit and some some closing thoughts as we move to gaudete sunday we'll be back in just one moment this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Ben Frost from Holy Spirit Church in Virginia, Minnesota. I work with adult evangelization. I'm also a father of five children. And for me, I'm just so blessed to have Real Presence Radio in our area because the reality is, is life gets very busy. Uh, the many blessings of working in the church and also raising five children and being a husband. But sometimes I just need times to refuel and to just be present to the Lord. So for me, it's just such a blessing to go into my car in the busyness of my day and to turn on Real Presence Radio. And it really renews me. It fills me with the Holy Spirit. And it helps me to be a better father, helps me to be a better husband, and it helps me to be a better worker for our church. So I'm just very blessed that we have Real Presence Radio and we continue just to pray for the Lord's blessings and support for all of their amazing work. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In Acts 1-8, Jesus tells the disciples to go back to Jerusalem. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. The word translated as power is also the root for our word for dynamite. 
Jesus is promising an explosive power that will enable us to witness to the nations and live a powerful Christian life. That same powerful Holy Spirit is received in baptism and confirmation. As baptized and confirmed Catholics, we already have all we need to live life through the power of the Holy Spirit. If we remove the obstacles of our own understanding and lack of preparation and move with the Holy Spirit into the mission He has given us, we will change the world. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. 